Watching this all unfold is like watching that 1990s oh, movie, hey, Hackers. Hey, okay, wait, hold on. I for, Now I'm in to the account that has... Let me just close this fucking thing. Is there a logout? Maybe I need to log out of this. Gear? That's gear. Gear. So All right, the there we go. Change yeah. log. Oh, and then log out. You scroll down and click log you out. Scroll down log out. Right let's try that. Let's, let's log the fuck out. Welcome back. That's what I'm gonna try to do. Yes. That's, let's try this shit. Have you been recording the whole time? Because this could be the show. This is it. We yeah, this is yeah, this is usually what this we is, this is this this is gonna be the show. How to log just, into Discord. Let's just do another half hour or whatever, and then this is just this is it. I don't know if so I've Chuck, you just got back offensive. from uh how was the film festival? Uh when did I get back? That was um like February. Like a week 22nd. ago. It wasn't a week ago. Oh. It was like uh it's almost been a month. Oh, I thought it was like a week ago. Uh, hey, Preston, no, try sending me another invite to that seventy-four, seventy-four one. Okay. Because it keeps opening me into this. It says it's an so unclaimed account. Friend request. Here we go. So you're going to accept that? I can handle that. Okay. Preston, can you just fly to his location and deal with this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He might be faster. He might be faster driving here. I Video voice. Hey, we got right you. There. Jesus goddamn fucking Christ. <laughs> now we got two of you on our member screen. We got a red one and a yellow one. Enable camera access. Let's oh, try there it that goes. Shit. It's doing it now. Wow. Oh, I see something. Something's happening. The suspense is horrible. I hope it'll last. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did it. Hey! Did it. Well done. All you right. weren't lying about that coffee. Yeah, so I can now I can mute that shit and we can just be in cast. Uh, all right, Chris, I really like you because I just that's a that's a lot of stress for me this at this time in the day with no alcohol. Uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> we might have to take a break for a cocktail. Where's one. one? Welcome to fucking overthunk. Three, two, oh, one. Oh, you want to do that again? We already did it. And we're, we're going. This is it. We're done. Oh, all right. Should we, like, take a deep I breath and count to ten? <sighs> I meditated uh, right before this. I haven't. I need to now. <laughs> Fuck. I hate technology. I mean, I don't hate technology. Uh, I don't like it when it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, Fuck. that was a little bit, uh, a little bit rough. I'm still like, like pissed off that like I've got this thing at the top of the screen that says this is an unclaimed account. Claim it before it's lost. I don't know what that means. I, I, I don't want to lose it. I don't want. I, I don't want to lose it. I don't want you to lose it either. All right. Well, uh, welcome everybody. Welcome to our next episode. This is Overthunk episode. Uh, what episode four. are we on? I think we're on four. You haven't published three yet, so we're still sitting on four. I think. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get. I'll I'll work on three in a little bit here. Oh no, are Maybe we I'll, on five? We might be on five. It depends for, on if we publish the last one we did. 
three is the music. Three was music. Yeah. And then we did something last week, which was four. So yeah, we should be on episode five. Yeah, this is four or five. Well, depending upon what we uh, what we publish. Okay. All right. So, I I am terribly excited uh, about this particular episode because we we have a special guest today. He has worked in Hollywood for a number of years. Uh, oh, yeah, he just got back he's from the. Cool. Oh my god, he's very cool. He's he just got back cool. from the Berlin International Film Festival, and he escaped certain quarantine. And qu- quarantine. quarantine, yeah, yeah, quarantine. No, quarantine. and has made it out alive. Uh, yeah, so we're we're excited to have the one and only Charlie Baker on episode. Four, possibly five, of Overthunk. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yay! Sounds so. And warm-y. you guys, you guys uh, haven't. Uh, the so far it really lives up to the title. <laughs> yes, so far, yes, what? It it's so li- far it's- what we've all been saying really lives up to what this show calls itself. It's true. Right. I mean, doing like five minutes on what episode number you're on is classic overthink. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> well, that might just be that might just be stupidity. That it, it could just very well be stupidity because we don't even know where, what uh, episode we're on. Well, overthinking is kind of the gateway to stupidity. Oh, I don't know if I like Charlie. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like Charlie, but I don't know if <laughs> I, if I'm gonna like him as a guest. <laughs> Uh, that's a great. Uh, that's a great quote, though. Thank you. Everybody, everybody the, he just he just insulted like everybody that listens to the show. Well, no, it's the truth. It's I said it's a gateway. It's a gateway. Overthinking is actually uh, overthinking is a, another form of inaction. Is what it is. Oh no, we've got plenty of action. But when you overthink, you're classically like you're 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 kind of caught in stasis between one thing and another. Yes. Yeah. You're, and it's not committing to one one thought or another. Yeah. That's that's overthinking. That's that is inaction. Once so the I thought have, is done, then it's then it's action. Then it's action. So it's some so, level of stupidity. Uh, okay. Self induced, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess it I, could be. I don't like it. I, I'm I'm taking. I don't like being called stupid. No, no, not calling you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about this yesterday at work, and I just tend to take everything as uh, aggressive. No, so. Don't don't take it literally. No, no. Everybody, no, I, every human being on Earth is stupid, to some degree, or has been stupid. No one's gone through life doing everything perfect. Well, you know, and then there's the people with a uh, Dunning Kruger effect. What's that? Dunning Kruger effect. Explain it. Oh, I've heard of uh, this. So it's basically the people that think they are smart, but they're actually idiots. Ah, so yeah, it's yeah. Over, it's overcompensating for your uh, lack of uh, skill or intelligence. Exactly. No, that's. So. I've done a bit of that myself too. Yeah, I have a bottle coming out of my head. Oh, no, that's not a bottle. That's a bird. Look, it's, yeah, it's a totally bird the bird. Yeah, the bird coming, coming out, of out of your head. That's right? unfortunate yes. framing. Yes, <laughs> that is unfortunate framing. For the radio audience, it's uh, right above his head is a blackbird. Well, is it a blackbird or a bird? So it looks like it's just jutting right out of his head. Yeah, I'm kind of cool. jealous. I mean, you obviously, you know, Tiffany does the uh, the styling of the home, and it, it's very nice. And then I look oh, at the back and. and Charlie, you've got some cool stuff going on in the background too. I don't feel like my stuff is as as cool. Oh, that's accidental. I had a friend visiting last week, and uh, we were. Is doing that a dry some... erase board? 
Yeah, it's it's dry erase paint. Uh, oh, okay, I, I awesome. I painted some dry erase around my room, and I hardly ever use it. But I have a friend who, when we talk and when we brainstorm, he really likes to do so on dry erase. Okay. Uh, and uh, anyway, we were doing some charts and graphs on this on this movie idea that we were trying to figure out. You do charts and graphs for movie ideas? He That's, does. He, he does. does. Well, okay. speaking of overthinking, like we we go through every 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 form of outlining that you can imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're doing charts and graphs, wow. Yeah. Well, this one How has you... to do with the uh, film genres, so it, we were trying to kind of um, establish real estates and zones and um, and put everything into a, an even context. Really, it, it was a hard thing to visualize and explain. I, I, yeah, well, remember, I'm stupid, so I'm not getting it. <laughs> I'll remember. <laughs> So, Chris, um, well, just in general, so I had a moment of overthought yesterday. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's 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 that time of the year, so it's spring, and we're, I'm transitioning from ski season to hiking season and transitioning from winter to, obviously, spring, right? Um, the whole, like, house care and uh, yard work, and, like, I just looked out, and I was like, oh, shit. There's this project. There's this project. There's this project. There's like 15 million projects. And I just like the anxiety and the thought process of it all. Like I started going, I, I started getting depressed. I was, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little sad. Overwhelming. It's a, it's very overwhelming. Yeah. I tend to, I tend to do nothing when there's, when there's too much in front of me. I yeah. tend to just panic and then do absolutely nothing. I get angry. I, I get ang- and Diane's like it's that time, time of the year, and I'm like, w- w- uh, yeah, it is, it is, it's it's. Well, what do you have to do? Can we can we help? No, there's nothing you can do. I mean, unless you want to come out and build a gabion wall uh, to hold up my front uh, yard, and um, will you teach me how to build a gabion wall? I I can I can I've watched a couple of YouTube videos on it. I'm feeling pretty stoked about it, um, but I gotta gotta come up with the time and the the money. And then um, I gotta rebuild the back porch and redo the back patio, and uh, oh, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, and then Let's I just, just gotta get say the, one thing. And, you know, I, I just gotta get the lawn, I gotta get the lawnmower ready. I've gotta like clean up all the power tools. I've got some projects I've gotta build. I want to get my shit ready for hiking. I've gotta wax my skis, put them away for the season. Yeah, <laughs> I just <laughs> went hiking on. Uh, I just did Piestawa. I just did Piestawa Peak. Oh, this last week. That's a good hike. It's oh, a fun nice. hike. Yeah. Yeah, it was busy too. There were a lot of people up there. And you know what people still don't do? People are still listening to radios and talk shows audibly, like without earphones, going up and down the thing. That pisses me off. I had a guy, so, so I had just started at the very bottom, and he was right behind me, and he was listening to clubhouse like dance music. Oh. So. It, it actually worked as some kind of good inspiration because I was going up that mountain as fast as I could. Cause That's not why you're doing it. Though. I didn't want to risk him like getting up ahead of me and then stopping and then me going through this whole leapfrog <laughs> action. So I thought I would just go as fast as I could. And still, I, I got some distance between the two of us. So the party stopped for me for a little while. And I could just hear my own overthoughts. And then... Uh, and then finally, I didn't hear him again until I got to the top and turned around. But God damn it, man! 
don't 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 do that with your radios. Put in some earphones, please. People. Yeah, yeah, please, please, please do. It's because it you're out there for like some peace and quiet. And yeah. like I get like I I appreciate that that stuff is you know getting you motivated. You know, like you, know, you want to listen to the house dance music. That that's what's makes it enjoyable for you. But yeah, put some headphones. But on. some of us go up there to overthink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or to clear the mind, to, to do some noting and just right. overthought, overthought, emotion, overthought. You know. Yeah. Agreed. So, Chris, uh, the way you hold that microphone is just a little. It's very delicate. <laughs> you know why I do that? It's because. What I he holds it like a martini glass. I tend to rotate it in my hand, otherwise, and so, and then I've noticed it makes some noise in the recording. So if I just kind of, I hear oh, guys yeah, appreciate right that. They do. If I hold it right up here by the tip, then it just kind of rests in my little the hole of my hand. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what you're doing is, I think I, the microphone will last longer that way. Yeah, it does. Because you're not wearing out yeah. the you're not wearing out the the handle the grip. Yeah. <laughs> I I sanitized um, all my equipment this morning. Mm. I sanitized my Where'd table. Where'd you get those at? And well, uh, I, I, these come in a <laughs> these a three pack on Amazon, and I get them delivered okay. about once every He's couple of up months. Clorox, so have like a, uh, hand wipe bleach things. Audience, it kills ninety nine point nine percent of viruses and bacteria. I bet if you look on the back, it says COVID nineteen. Oh, that'd be interesting. Official sponsor. But, but yeah, well, I, just, I knew that I was going to be talking to you guys, and I didn't want to transmit something through the uh, I airwaves. I feel like everything inside my house is safe. Like, I mean, it may not be, but do you guys have a lot of cases in New York right now? Uh, we were the Preston's second highest head. in the nation, I think. Okay. And, and Charlie, how many of you guys got? Uh, like 20. 20? I have no idea. Hey, sir. You have no- I don't think it's a lot yet. Though. We've got 47 in the state of Pennsylvania, and like two have shown up in the county where I work, and then yeah. there's like a – it was mostly on the Philadelphia side, but now it's it's creeping onto the western Pennsylvania side. Yeah. Yeah, happy to not be living in California right now. Right, or Washington. Yeah. But I feel like everything right. in uh, – no, I'm not going to open my mouth and prove that I'm stupid. I'm just going to keep it shut. Never mind. <laughs> I, uh, Chris, do you I do you hear... have a Google? Uh, did you did you Siri something and find some good facts for us? Yeah, uh, it looks like as of Sunday morning, there have been at least 613 cases of COVID-19 discovered in New York, including 269 residents of New York City. Uh, two people have died. Yeah, I heard on the news Boy. the other day that the uh, that America was going to be have a lot of people die. Um, but not because of the health factors that you are seeing like in other countries where it's you know older people with respiratory problems, but because we're a nation of fat people and obesity is a um, is one of those elements or health risk factors that will make the disease worse. So so just everybody be aware because we are a nation of obese fat people, we are gonna have a high mortality rate. Oh shit. Well, I've been, I've lost some weight, so I guess I'm. That's 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 keeping me alive. I think you're fine. Alive. You're you're okay. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. I uh, I am so sorry. I couldn't hear what you said. My my thing. My audio just dropped out. I, I said that's all I got. Oh no! I mean, bef- 
<laughs> before that. You mean everything he said prior to that? <laughs> well, you it was just like five never, or... You never pay attention to me, Chris. Never. I do. Just, I'm, I'm, we're, we're not I'm going back so, now, I'm so but engaged right now. I'm, like, only, I'm only looking at, at Aaron. I'm trying to not look at this other side of my screen and just look at Aaron. It's a little confusing, isn't it? It's like the whole, like, you know, everything that's going on. The video, the video may have killed the right podcast. Yeah, I think, yeah. Is anyone else's Preston, audio dropping Preston, in and out? Preston got the joke. Preston got the joke. I can hear everyone just fine. Oh, it just must be my fucking piece of shit computer. Yeah. Usually it's your computer that gives us problems. What uh, What kind of computer are you... And then it was just you... my, lack, my lack of computer skills earlier today that was driving us crazy. Right. That was kind of, that was that was funny. I mean, now we can intense. laugh about it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we can laugh yeah. about it now. So it reminds me it of this only... one time at the White House... <laughs> we were uh, we were setting up for uh, the um, uh, our digital photo lab in um, at Camp David, and we had done all these dry runs when we were at uh, Anacostia, and so we tested everything. We knew like everything that we needed to do to get things to go right, how to download the pictures and then put them onto a CD for press releases and stuff like that. And so we're going through the process. We've got the film. This is high pressure situation and we can't for the life of us get the images to copy over to the CDs. To the point that uh oh, I don't know if I can so the the gentleman that I was working with, John, I love you. Um he was freaking out because like we had done all the tests he's throwing stuff yelling screaming i had never seen this guy get that mad before and then we finally found out i was like going through the and like one checkbox we missed one checkbox on the copy to cd thing that was causing it not to work jesus (laughs) christ (laughs) but it 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 threw us all for a loop and i was like oh oh my god i think i'm gonna die i think john's gonna kill me (laughs) so that's that's it you guys like i expected more out of that like some more response or something like that i still can't well, hear you still can you can't really hear not me? hear what he's saying i got my i'm like talking into my microphone i is that better i mean if i just put no. my mouth on the microphone is that much better is no that, it's not because it, of that it's because of this my uh it, it keeps garbling the the audio so like You'll start to talk, and then I'll hear, and then all of a sudden it'll like. Oh my! Don't ever make that sound again. I, this I'm still staring at this unclaimed account thing. It's gonna it's gonna drive me crazy. It's kind of Hopefully it works better next. Yeah, it's gonna be the bane of the day. So yeah, hmm. yeah. Oh, this is what happened when we try to add another element to our uh, already overcomplicated process well, of recording so look, each other classic overthink oh. well yeah classic overachieve so that's usually what happens we get on a good roll and then the cast will just drop out from underneath of us yeah and i blame chris's computer. never 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 that's why uh that's why we have preston uh doing our our is he just like over there touching things to make sure like you know when you when you're trying to keep your screen from not falling asleep <laughs> pretty much he comes in every uh, minute and a half and make sure my computer doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't fall doesn't asleep fall apart. he's like the silent yeah. bob of this uh, of this quartet right now well he is the he's the technical he's director. our silent partner yeah he's the technical I can't wait director for him to, like finally say something it feels like it's going to be miraculous when he does oh no he he uh he ch- well he chimes in every once in a while when we like purposely engage him but he yeah but until then he's he, got a great discipline of just like yeah, Shutting he's, he's a good technical him. director. He's a good technical director. Like if That's I was awesome. being talked to so directly like this, I would have the pressure to like <laughs> just say something. But he's just sitting there. Uh, he's not saying so anything. I gotta, 
I got to tell you about this. So I, um, so we had a job interview uh, last week. Last yes, last week. So first job interview I get to go on like as with with our firm going out like seeking a client and so they're like it's a meet and greet we're just there to kind of chat with them and talk to them about you know you know what they want what they're looking for in an architecture firm so the gentleman starts explaining to us you know we do the the pleasantries we talk you know hey aaron blah 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 yada yada you know we know who everybody is the the main gentleman starts talking into his spill and he's like we really like to work with local design firms because they challenge us. They, you know, they push back. So I'm like, I'm like, hmm, cue to my brain. Let's, uh, we're going to ask some questions. Like, I'm just not going to sit here and like not say anything. So at some point he brought uh, something up. I'm like, oh, that's a good, that's a good. And so I kind of like interrupted him politely. I didn't like rudely, like just cut into him. Um, but I politely interrupted and I brought up my point and he, <laughs> I, I, now that I think about it a little bit, maybe he just kind of ignored me and kept on moving. Um, but then I interrupted him again a second time. And um, it again, nothing seemed to be out of place. It seemed perfectly fine. I thought it was fine. Um, and then we finished up the interview and everything like that. We leave. We head out. Um, and we happened to have an awards banquet that night that we went to. And um, I uh, we achieved our well gold certification for our building. And so this has been a big deal for us. And uh, my boss starts, you know, we got a whole table full of you know fellow employees. He, he's like, I want to thank Aaron, blah, blah, blah. He's done such a great job. We've, you know, we've done this, we've done that. We're like, really great job, Aaron. But if you were going to interrupt that guy one more time today, I was like, oh, so I wasn't supposed oh, to no. say, was I not supposed what to say What were you supposed thing? to do? Like, I, were I you know. just conversating like, with him or were you challenging? I felt like I felt like I was just conversating with him, but bringing up like a couple points. I certainly wasn't saying, "Oh, you're an absolute idiot, and you should be trying to do this." You know, he was talking to a point, um, and I was like, "Huh, you know." So we've had some experience with this, or like at just trying to add to the conversation yeah. to show that we kind of like were aware of this and like were knowledgeable in that area. But I guess my boss just wanted me to sit there and not say anything the entire time. I don't ever do that goodness that's well, one of your strengths it, yes it is i i feel that it's one of my strengths yeah i it sounds like you were adding the conversation i think you did a great job yeah that's what i like that's why i like you chris <laughs> so anyway well, your, bro- your boss is probably like really concerned about like saying the wrong thing y- yeah i know so I, I guess uh, with my boss we uh we had a we had an interview with a, with a potential new client when we were in berlin and afterwards we usually anytime we have a, an interview like that or we need someone new there's always a kind of a post-mortem where we go and we walk yes. together and we talk and she's like well did i say too much did i say too little what i did I think your boss was probably just dealing with a bit of, uh, did we over communicate anything and ruin our chances? Yeah. 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 Possibly. Classic. Yeah, overthink. Right. Yeah. It's like, like, how do you know that like, wh- if it's right or wrong, like once you walk out of it, like, you know, unless you have a clear, distinct, like we, I guess if they come back and like, look, we're not going to hire you. And it's because of that guy that kept interrupting me during the, the meet and greet. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll be like, hey, all right, honest that that all right, I interrupted him one too many times. I think this and comes down to like reading the room. I think some people yeah. also they don't have an ability to to read the room per se because they're very self-involved or very um, self-aware. Sure. So it's possible that you were just correctly reading the room and responding when you felt appropriate, and I think you would have 
kind of stopped butting in if you could have sensed that he was becoming a little tired of uh, of your questions or your commentary. Whereas, yeah. uh, whereas your boss might have been so self-aware of the situation, might not have been able to read the room correctly. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, as long as he doesn't hear you say that, yeah, absolutely, I, I agree with you. <laughs> well, I it's, think, it's not a, it's not a slight. No, it's just yeah, some it's people just, in certain situations, they, they kind of. Well, again, it have kind of goes back time. to the, goes back to the kind of like overthinking of it, right? It's like you're, you're kind of, you want the job, and so you feel like the best course of action is just kind of like, okay, we're just going to play this super conservative. I'm just going right. to, we're just going to listen. We're not going to rock the boat. And, but I feel like if the guy tells you we want you to rock the boat a little bit, right. then we should be rocking the boat. Even yeah, in, it sounds in like you were just uh, yeah. accepting the challenge and uh, speaking appropriately. Yeah, I think so too. But Unless it, you it, don't get the job, then it's all your fault. And then then you it can, is all my fault. bang your head against the wall and never yes. open your big mouth again. Mouth again. Ever, ever again. Never. That'll never happen. Well, I mean, uh, why, why? otherwise, why would you be there at the meeting? I mean, what, are you just going to sit at the table and be silent? Well, that's... Just kind of eye candy. Yeah, that's... Yeah, well, I'm not that pretty. I am not that pretty. <laughs> Nobody puts Aaron in a corner. No, yeah, that, and you know what? We had a I had a slight conversation with him afterwards. Like, well, after he kind of chastised me at the banquet, I was like, "Look, yeah, that's kind of harsh." Uh, it, yeah, I can, so I think there's part of me that feels like what he was doing there too was just kind of giving me a jab, you know? Yeah. That's, you know the, the oh, so he was that, just busting your chops. He may have been just busting my chops, but like, it's not like we talked about it earlier. Like that's the first I'm hearing of it. And you're just going to bust my chops in the public. And like what I said earlier, like I take everything as an aggressive, like attack on me. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, um, I'm in the, um, I'm in therapy because of that stuff. So, (laughs) um, trying to work through that. But, um, what is the whole point of that? Um, Oh, I told him like, I was like, look, uh, next time you go to an interview, if you don't want me to talk, don't take me. Because I'm going to talk. I mean, that's... Just, did you, know, you say that to him? I did, yeah. Oh. Yeah, show him the scene from Lord of the Rings Return of the King when Gandalf has Pippin outside of Denethor's throne room and how he tells him, all right, don't talk about Aragorn, don't talk about Frodo, don't talk about the ring. And then when you get in there, you know, kind of let it unfold as it will. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, Chris, I like that framing a lot better now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of... Now I'm, like, leaning back... I was trying to be leaning forward into the camera, so I had a good. Because you guys seem closer to your camera, but it was. I'm leaning uh, on a hurt. desk right now. That's why I'm it leaning was, forward. It's <laughs> starting to hurt my neck. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I've uh, I've got the gangster roll, and I, again, I really want Aaron's one of those. Got, mi- I want the one of those angle. mic stands that come down and holds the mic like right here. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I when I looked at originally buying this mic, they had one like that, and I was like, uh. coming soon, episode six of Overthink or episode five, <laughs> mic pull down unit. Yes, yes. So yeah, I want to get one of those too. I see people using those, and I think, God, that looks. Chris, you're being a Johnny come lately. Come on, man. Well, look, you know, it's so funny because when we first started this, I was like, I should get a microphone, and Chris was like, I, we know we don't need microphones, and Not then who was the first person? No. Well, who was the first person that went out and bought a microphone? Chris. Chris. He was sabotaging you. Feels like a classic, uh, classic stab in the back. No, you know what? You know what it was is I didn't want to spend a lot of money on equipment, and when I looked at the cost of, um, you know, Apple earphones. Oh yeah, that's expensive. They were twenty nine ninety nine. 
Yeah. Well, for the wired ones, it was she got the she got the hundred dollar ones, the wireless ones. Oh, those are hundred and fifty. Yeah, that's what she got. She says that they they when she used them yesterday that they kind of heat up in her ear, kind of like a cell phone. Really? Is too hot. She's oh, thinking of returning so them because they're getting yeah. warm. Preston, do yours get warm? I was going to ask. No, his. And maybe she just so needs to like exchange. She, did she buy like a cheaper, like a knockoff from I'll bet another you, country? I'll bet you she did. <laughs> uh, I would. They not look put like, it past but not look like, but not quite. Yeah, because I yeah. see. Yeah, I saw the. I see all these things that look just like earpods, uh-huh. but you know they're not earpods. They get hot. They don't say they earpods. Blow up in your ears, if they're not, if they're not. She, the right she ones. went to the Walmart, got that version. No, mm. she probably did something like that. Well, she ordered it online, but. Uh, oh, I'll that's bet even you're right. ske- that's sketchier. That's I'll even sketchier. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Chris, I mean, you haven't. Uh, what's going on with you guys? What's going on, man? You haven't. Uh, I've talked a lot. Charlie's t- chiming in. Yeah, you guys talk an awful lot. It's hard do. to get a word in edgewise. I get really <laughs> uncomfortable with silence, so I just kind of fill the air. That's why I was complimenting <laughs> Preston earlier because he just lets the silence be silent. It does. Yeah, he's good. He's really that's good. A, he's, he's a classic. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, Chris. Just hush up till I make my point. <laughs> now, now, now I know how your boss feels. <laughs> So I got to throw in the movie reference. I just got <laughs> so I got to throw in the movie reference. Uh, Hunt for Red October when they're standing in the uh, the uh, pilot house of the uh, the sub, and Sean Connery compliments the uh, the Alec is it Bald- Baldwin's character it's about Baldwin. like knowing it's Jack yeah, Ryan. When, Jack Ryan when to you know he, that he just shut his mouth and knew when to appreciate the uh, the silence. That's right. So, That's right, key in a submarine. It is. It is. Chris, go. Um, <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. What, 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 what did you ask me? What's going on? What's going yeah, on? Just what's going you? on? Why are you on the show today? Yeah. Why am I on the show today? Well, I wanted to be here to see Charlie cause I, I actually haven't talked to him in a bit. So I was like, well, this will be great because it'll be kind of a get to catch up with Charlie and have his brilliance on the show. So uh, it's a, it's a big bonus. I'll let you know when the brilliance shows up. It's, it's been poking its head out here and there. I've, 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 I've seen it. I've heard it. Yeah, I've been meaning to go to the doctor about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just squeeze oh, the butt cheeks tighter. It'll be fine. Yeah. Speaking of the doctor, I I didn't tell Charlie about my whole doctor experience. I didn't care, though, so I think it, it kind of evened up. <laughs> Which doctor experience are we talking oh, about? Oh, my God. Oh, my... Uh, so, I, was, I told Aaron about this in one of our practice episodes, and... Oh, is this a real story we'll, or is this a joke? It, no, this is legit. This is good. No, this is a real <laughs> story, but eventually we'll cut the practice episodes together into like a a fun episode. But yeah, I went, you know, you really take for granted a lot of stuff when you live in the same place for so long. And moving here to New York, we had to find a new doctor and dentist and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's kind of awkward going into the doctor for the first time and getting a checkup. And... Uh, so I went to this new doctor and got like a full workup and, and I, I told Tiffany about it when I got home, I said, you know, it's kind of weird. Like they kind of had me stripped down into my undies. Uh, you know, did they call them undies or did you, uh, he called them shorts. Okay. Yeah. Undies he, is a total, total, total Christopher word. Yeah. The doctor asked me to quote unquote, uh, a strip down to my shorts. And you told so, him I'm wearing pants, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt a lot of pressure when you know I 
Because you were in the waiting room at the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he's like, he, 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 uh, oh my God, now I can't even remember my goddamn story. Was it good? Like, skip to the end. What was the punchline? Well, so I told Tiffany about it. I said, it's kind of weird. They had me stripped down to my undies for my flu shot. And then the doctor came in to give me the rest of the examination. And uh, he proceeded to like, give me... Do, do you feel like you had to strip down too early then? Like, they should have just had you right. take your shirt off, well, give me the flu yeah. shot, and then, yeah. Have you ever yeah. had to be in your undies for a flu shot? Um, not since I was in the Navy. Mm. Well, I've never been in the Navy, and I was paying good money for this doctor's visit, so... He asked me to strip down, so I got into my my shorts, as he put it, and I left my T-shirt on because I felt like I should undress to my own comfort level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you wanted to draw uh, it out, did you? <laughs> and so he comes in. He's like, can you take your shirt off? I'm like, fine. He's like, yeah, I do it all the time. It's easy. Watch. <laughs> Those rooms are never warm. They're always cold. No, it's cold. It's, it's yeah. you know, he's like, the There's window's open. Rolling. There's people. There's it's terrible and he's like okay the nurse will be and i'm like nurse i'm gonna meet a second person there's another stranger coming in while i'm in my undies doctors should comes. like whatever clothes you take off they should do at the same time oh god oh no no, no i don't know even steve no, no thank you i don't want to see that <laughs> i don't want to show see you that. yours if you show me mine so, so what happened the, next so the nurse comes in gives me my shot you know it's kind of awkward how do you how do you meet someone for the first time wearing your undies well, you it's tell like, me. <laughs> yeah, how'd it go? Well, did you, it, you know, did you I reach tried out. To, did you shake her hand? I didn't like, shake her hand, but I played it, you know, as cool as I could. And hi, did you, you, know you need nips? to do. You need to pretend that she's a comedian on stage for the first time, and you're that person in the undies for her benefit. Yeah. Oh, I should have asked her if she was nervous, and if so, she could picture me in my undies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm already in my undies to make it easier for you. So then the doctor comes back after that, and then he gives me like a full workup, like, uh, you know, pull your shorts down and cough. Then he asks me to, to, to roll over, and he tells me I'm going to feel some pressure. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Doc, I've been feeling pressure ever since you told me to strip down to my undies. <laughs> so I get home, and I tell Tiffany about the whole thing, and I said, am I making too big of a deal out of this? She's like, yeah. She's like, don't make a big deal out of it. Like, it, you know, it's not that big of a deal. They, you know, you're not the only one. You were probably the third, maybe the fifth person that, that they had to do that to that day. Probably, and you yeah. know, and you should be making a big deal about it. Larry David's been making a big deal out of everything, and it's suiting him just fine. <laughs> right, right. So, so keep making um, a big deal out of it. So t- yeah, so Tiffany tells me she's like, she's like, well, now you know what it feels like to be gay, and I In said, well, because I got a finger up my because, butt for part of the, of the exam. pressure, oh. because of the pressure. Okay. And I, I said, Tiffany, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's not how it feels. No, uh, no. Uh, um, I, unless I'm, you're dating a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, bump. All right, oh you guys my. talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna take a pee break. Yeah, Are you kidding me? No, he does this all the time. He, he does actually, a pee break on a podcast. Well, he's a little early. I, I mean, got a I got a new name for this podcast. <laughs> pee break. The pee break. Yeah, occasional usually, pee break. Usually he waits till like after we're done recording, but oh. we've we've been doing this for almost an hour and a half now because we started a little early, right? Will this so, be part of the show, or does he just edit it? Out? Oh yeah, no, I I don't know. I, he's in charge of the editing. Wait, Preston's talking, so it, this part probably gets edited out. 
You're not just the producer. You are the producer. You're not just. You are the producer. Yeah. Yes. Don't don't minimize it by saying just. That's right. We are just guests. Right. Yes. You guys seen any good movies lately? Uh. You guys seen Knives Out yet? I have not. I do want to see that though. I loved it. I think it's my favorite film I saw last year. So. To talk about the Star Wars, um, okay. that could be a whole podcast of its own. It, oh, it absolutely could. So I've decided that I, I, I love the Star Wars movies. Don't get me wrong, but they are not. They I'm just going to say that I don't really think they are the greatest movies ever. That's fine. I, I just um, are but, you you're, are you referring to the original films? I assume. Like I'm just going to like with the whole series, like as a collective, like I, you know, usually they say the you know the the great. Uh, the sum is greater than the the parts. Like I, I feel like as the nine movies, they kind of all get weak. I can enjoy them sort of as singular stories, um, but I'm, I'm kind of over the whole like nine movie thing. Kind of done yeah. with it. Well, I think uh, I think that's. Well, it wasn't good. They're just they're the approach is just completely different. When George Lucas was writing these movies, even the prequels, um, he was concerned with a couple things. He was concerned with strong narrative, and he was concerned with doing something new and different and giving people an actual reason to go to the movie theater. The approach from Disney is a a much more kind of YouTube-style approach to entertainment where it's like a a five-minute-at-a-time thing. They, They think that if they can just entertain you five minutes at a time, that it doesn't really matter. So there's absolutely no attempt at narrative or story or telling an audience something important or caring why we tell stories in the first place. It's just, yeah. it's wildly insulting and just irresponsible and, and greedy. And that's all I see when I look at these new Disney movies. All I see are just dollar signs and things that they're throwing well, up there yeah. to keep, keep making money. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, um, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, because it is it is about making the first three were obviously groundbreaking, new for the time. Well, they're flawless. Yeah. They're flawless narrative. They're yeah, absolutely perfect storytelling, and it was from somebody who actually had something to say about the world around him. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. The, the movies today they have nothing to say about the world. Well, there you go. That's there that's the go. problem. You know, that's that's the you know the movies, art, anything like that. If the artist doesn't have anything to say, and if it's not of value, then you're just not left with anything. It's not. Yeah. Are are you liking the Mandalorian? Any any thoughts on that, or just lumping it with the same thing? If I was nine years old, I would I would probably enjoy it a lot more because the structure of it and the way it's the way it's put together is. Um, different from what i expected it's it's made like a, a saturday morning cartoon like every episode is this self-contained nothing get from yeah. a to b to c yeah. game over there's nothing else to it whereas i was you know when i heard that there was going to be a star wars tv show my brain automatically jumps to stronger narratives and characters and i was thinking like wow imagine if you know they were trying to get as ambitious as something like game of thrones and tell a big sweeping branching story but that is not the intention with this at all i so my little brother is a prop artisan and he's big into theater and i I, i've kind of gotten i definitely look at movies differently uh, I used to love a good art film, but I don't anymore. 
I literally, when I go to watch a movie or like, I just want it to be brain candy. I don't want to overthink. I like, and as long as it's mildly entertaining, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So that's, I, I appreciate where you're coming from at with it. And like, you know, the, the, and I do appreciate a good story when it's a good story and it's a stronger story. I I do appreciate it, but I'm like, I I just, I, I need two hours just not to, I want it to be fun. This is why people argue about cinema because we all go for completely different different reasons. Yeah, different reasons. I go – the only reason I'm there is for story and and narrative and uh, occasionally a a very specific artist, a a specific filmmaker, someone who I just appreciate the way they they do things and therefore I'll be a little more forgiving about the – yeah, the final outcome. But I mean, you talk about art films have this have this uh, have this reputation of not being stories or being too challenging for their audiences, but I don't think that's the case. I mean, there's a, there's a movie that one can a couple of years ago that can be classified as an art film uh, called I Daniel Blake that I saw for the very first time just uh, a weekend ago, and narratively speaking, uh, from a challenging level, there's nothing challenging about it. It just it's easy to follow, simple yeah. story about people experiencing hard times, and that's the end of it. It's, I think the difference is the, I think that, I think some people when they go, they don't want to get wrapped up in a story. They don't want to get emotionally involved. They want to keep a, yeah. a level of detachment. So I think that people can kind of just grasp on to some very superficial qualities and let it go. I think that's the thing. Some people, they have enough in their brains and on their minds, they don't want to take anything with them. And that's yeah. where I'm just 100% in the opposite direction. I, When I sit down to experience something, I want to take it with me. So when I finish something like The Mandalorian and there's nothing to take with me, I, I get disappointed. Not that it's the fault of the product. I mean, it's, they're making what they're making. That's fine. Yeah, It's just yeah. not for me. Hmm. Hey, well, Chris, we're on welcome the, back. Uh, oh, thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, while we're on that subject of talking about movies, you know... Uh, That's all I about. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of curious, you know, since you are a writer, <clears throat> like, how does that relate to, um, you know, overthinking, for instance? Do you find yourself... Because I, I know you to be, like, a very, like, engaging... And like when when you're when you're with a group of people, you're very present. And but as a writer, do you find that you you're you're in your head a lot, like with character development or story development or things like that? It's harder and harder every year. I, uh, I distractions are the are the biggest things for me. I get I get distracted so much easier now. So like nowadays, I need. To, did you ever see that movie Temple Grandin with Claire Danes? No. Temple Grandin is a true story about this uh, woman. She was, um, oh crap, I can't remember it. I think she was autistic. Um, but she ended up designing, um, you know, the way cattles kind of move through. Um, uh, Cattle not, shoots? Yeah, thank you. Well, she designed these narrow, uh, she designed these narrow maze-like walls to kind of move them through. The idea came from her condition. Her condition is that she needs to kind of feel boxed in to feel comfortable. She created this weird box that she gets in when she has these mm. she's episodes, and she gets into this box, and it kind of gives her this tight hug. But anyway, that's how she came up with making the process for cattle less, less stressful. But to relate to what I was talking wow. about, about getting distracted very easily, every time I sit down to my computer to write, I have to put in my my earphones, even if I'm not listening to music, just because I feel like it helps me, helps me dial in and concentrate for some reason. It's like a, 
a little mini hug for my brain. But but uh, for me, overthinking and writing is really uh, probably just about the the writing process and differentiating between writing pages of script or, or of novel pages or outlining. And overthinking can be like outlining a project to death, outlining a movie for years without ever writing scenes. I think a lot of people, you know, especially writers that I talk to, they're they're concerned about writing the wrong scene. And that's a lesson that I've had to relearn over and over and over again. Um, to not be afraid to write the wrong scene. The idea is not to get it right, to get it written and to just kinda get it out and with anything, you know, the idea is kind of to untrain your brain a little bit to allow yourself failure. You know, I talked about stupidity earlier and I it's something that I allow myself on a on a regular basis because, you know, if you don't, you kind of you're gonna run into walls a little bit more and disappoint yourself a little more often, I think. So I think that from an overthinking writing standpoint, I uh, I try to I try to allow for more failure in the process. And to and to just do. I wrote I wrote uh, for example I wrote about seventy to hundred pages of a new novel that I've completely thrown in the garbage just to kind of practice uh, getting in and out of chapters and paragraphs and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I've never heard it phrased quite quite like that, but I like that. It's like you're you, you instead of like allowing yourself to make mistakes or to get it wrong, you're you're like I'm I'm not always going to be brilliant. And you, yeah, you said you I allow mean, yourself stupidity. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like that. That, that there's, it seems like there's freedom it, it in that. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. I, I think about yeah. like one of the, some of the exercises we did at design school, and it was like, okay, make a pattern, and you've got to make 100 different versions of this pattern. And it's like if you don't, or come up with 100 different versions, and it's like if you lock yourself into trying to make the perfect one, you'll only get five. Like you'll just paralyze yourself with those act with that, you know. It's got to be right, and if you just right. Right. just keep doing it and keep changing things and keep twisting it and keep turning it, you'll find very easily to get the hundred patterns. You, yeah. You'll get it. Um, so it's it's about, and then the, you know, if you think about it, it's like don't be your own client either, like or don't be your audience. Like you don't know what the audience is going to react to. You just have to do it, and then you have to put it oh, out there, and then let somebody else say, well. You know, if I was the audience, let the, you know get that feedback and then work from that feedback. But right, yeah, I think that's I think that's a very good point, Charlie. Just well, it's something that I uh, do it. when I uh, speaking of the new Star Wars movies and the old Star Wars movies as we were. <clears throat> um, the idea comes from you know when you're writing about a hero or you're writing about a narrative. What you learn is that when you break down, you know, a lot of my favorite movies or a lot of my favorite stories, what you see is a repetition of failure. Like every single thing that, that Luke did, for example, in the original movie was fail over and over and over. You could go make a list of everything that he fucked up or did wrong, and yeah. it happens throughout the whole movie. And you look at this new Star Wars movie, she's not doing anything wrong for the entire movie. She's just getting stuff right, and that's, that's not drama, that's not dramatic, and that's not realistic. And we tell stories as kind of, a, you know, the stories that resonate, they resonate for a reason, and they do because they're kind of a blueprint for what what life and change is. It's... A repetition of failure until you don't give up, until you learn and you grow and you do something different. And so that's so failure, in a sense, is the defining characteristic of a main character, of a hero, so to speak. So failure is essential. So that's my that's my philosophy. That's my policy. I'm digging it. Digging it big time. 
Well, that yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that just makes me think about um, like my own like habits or we were talking about being overwhelmed earlier and maybe that's maybe that's why I overthink maybe it's like a a buffer to like keep me from trying something and failing it if I'm Absolutely. overthinking it then I, I I'm not able to move past that point so then I don't I don't fail yeah the idea is to just walk into something with whatever knowledge you have and fail and then through failure and learn whatever it is you need to change I mean you don't know what you need to change until you fail right right yeah, that's that's. Uh, it's like a car diagnostic. It's the same thing. It, yeah. yeah, I liked what yeah. you said about don't don't be your own audience too. Because I noticed as you said that, I was thinking about myself, and I'm I will overthink like outcomes uh, pretty excessively, and it's like as if I'm watching things play out over and over again in different scenario, like uh, with different outcomes. Sure. So, I, you know, sometimes I, I look at that stuff, like, treat it as, like, a SWOT analysis. You know, like, you can, you certainly can use it to your advantage. You know what I mean? Um, it, going back to, like, design projects and that, like, you, like seeking feedback from people, and they're like, yeah, well, I wouldn't do it this way, or I wouldn't do it that way, or have you thought of that? I'm like, yeah, no, those are all great points, and this is why I didn't do it that way. And if I can make that, not that I'm, like, arguing with it, but I'm like, I've I've thought about that, or I appreciate the information because if I'm going to defend my my concept or something like that, it's like it's good to have that sort of practice to, to to get the the argument against it. Um, and until like there's something, there's been plenty of times where those arguments when um, or someone that's brought something up, I'm like, oh, that's a very good point. I'm going to put that over here in sort of the parking lot. And then if something changes in the paradigm of the project, like that parking lot thing now probably becomes more valid. And it's like, oh, you got to be able to go back to that parking lot and pull that stuff out and be like, yeah, okay, that wasn't a good point at point early on. But now that we've changed this factor, this is a, like we should consider that point and like put it back in, or put it into the project. So I think just being fluid and um, what is the whole point of my story? I'm using point a lot. Um, just to be open to that, allow it to be part of your analysis, but don't let it paralyze you. There right. Be, being being yeah. open to, I mean, the, when you're communicating something or when you are trying to create something, it only kind of exists in your head. And I think people take for granted the, the, the act of communicating itself. Either you're just telling somebody an idea or you're communicating it via a design or a story of some kind. I think you take for granted like the art and the act of communicating. And just because in an abstract form in your head it makes sense, you think that when you, when you spill it out in whatever form, it's going to be the same. It's just not. And it's right. not, yeah. It's just not. That's a good That's point. why you need to expose yourself to a broader spectrum of, of viewpoints and opinions. I mean, when I, uh, I go to this group in Phoenix where we sit around and we read each other's uh, like 10 pages of a script, and it's not super productive in that you don't get a lot of really good notes out of it, but just when you hear, just when you hear your own words kind of spoken aloud by other people, like you don't even need to hear the criticisms or anything like it, that. It, yeah, it totally changes it. It, it totally changes it. completely switches a, something in your head, and you can just hear it and feel it differently. It, it opens up kind of this heightened self-conscious. Hi, Tiffany. It, it, hi, Tiff. Oh, she can't hear us. Say hello. 
Hi. 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 The, uh, we do. Hi. I do that sometimes too. Like if I'm doing draw, um, doing drawings or something like that. What's, what? What was that, Tiff? She was complimenting us. Oh, awesome. Um, taking a picture and putting it, holding it up in a mirror, turning it upside down. You know, just uh, the other thing I like to do is like walk out of the room, don't look at it for like an hour, and then come back in. Yeah. To see the, di- you know, just to get get away from it, get a different perspective on it. Me, so, I, I'm constantly on the hunt for just new outlining perspective. To me, when I'm like creating a story, it's all about asking the right questions. For me, when I've struggled over and over again in, in trying to do something, I haven't thought of the right question at the right time. So for me, it's all about just finding the right questions because there's too many questions that are just brick walls or you've done to death. Yeah. So I, I, I like I like to just approach things from as many different questions as possible hmm. there you go I'm staring at you Chris say something say something hey um you know St. <laughs> Patrick's Day is coming up he is he's just I like, am. I'm like soaking is, it all in yeah uh <clears throat> I mean my brother I, I knew you were brilliant but I mean you're extra brilliant today this is this is this is good stuff He's so deep. I'm happy you're enjoying it. Oh, you know, talking about the writing process is kind of what I what I think about and do all the time. I uh, recently I've just kind of been focused on uh, a lot of just fundamental questions. Uh, but even that'll that'll get you that won't get you all the way there. Like I, I went through a period where I was outlining with some very core questions, like in terms of writing a screenplay or writing a story. I was was identifying a premise in a certain way, or I was identifying and defining what a theme is versus the anti-theme, what is the argument of the story, and I'd spend all this time on these fundamental things. But it's like a golf swing. It's, it's like anything else where there's just so many moving parts. You eventually just have to beat all this knowledge into your head and then forget it when it comes time. Because I went to write, I went to write a few pages the other day, and... In writing them, like no matter all the lessons, no matter how much care I put into structurally what goes where and what scene goes where, you kind of just forget that unless a scene has inherent conflict, then who cares? So right now, my, my, very, my current mantra uh, in writing is inherent conflict. And that is conflict mm. that is defined from the onset. So if you have the north-going Zacks and the south-going Zacks, for example, from Dr. Seuss's story, eventually they're, you know, they, they can only go north, they can only go south. And when they reach each other, they reach an impasse, and neither can go west or east, obviously. So they are, they are stuck. You know, that is a that's a great conflict. analogy. Yeah, well, but you know what I don't get about those guys is why didn't one guy just leapfrog over the other guy? Like the one guy could have bent down. That would be introducing an entirely different axis and ignoring the entire point that the author is trying to express to us. But well, yeah, good, but they good problem, they, good they still they still would have gone north and the other guy would have gone <laughs> south. He just would have crawled under his legs and the one guy wouldn't have went over. I so mean, it's like my come brain on, works people. works kind of similar to yours. I was in a screenwriting class and somebody was talking about their story and I said something much like you did, where I offered a solution like that and the teacher shut me down immediately and he said, "Charlie, this is this is screenwriting. We don't want solutions. We want conflict." Yeah, yeah, I was I was thinking about it like Diane and I are, you know, we're watching a movie and you know the comment is like why did 
why did they do that? They would have done X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, but then you wouldn't have a story. You wouldn't have the conflict. Right. It's not real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I know, in real life, we, al- we should allow Stupid. ourselves those solutions. But to have the, like like Charlie's saying, the, to look for that conflict, that's what makes it a that's story it compelling. Yeah, what makes it entertaining. The reason why we're right. watching is for... And Plus, the, then we get to go. How could you be so stupid? Exactly, it's how right. we get morally superior. It's yeah. an ego boost. Yes. Well, some of them are anyway. But yeah, the point is that's the, true. The, the smarter you answer that question, the smarter you uh, define what the inherent conflict is, the better the movie is. So, like, take for example, in, in the screenwriting book, gave this example of when you're kind of describing a movie or when you're setting it up, you talk about. The story is about a risk-averse guy who does his first police ride-along in the most dangerous neighborhood of the city. So, like, just defining him as risk-averse and going in the most dangerous part of the city, you know what the movie is at that point. you got this very nervous fella who's about to experience real crime, blah, blah, blah. But that's, that's in a sense, that's kind of weak, inherent conflict, but that's kind of the idea. So that's, that's what I'm approaching right now. Hmm. Interesting. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, do you do you have any tricks for uh, like if you could you could have like one thing that gets you like moved forward? How do you mean? Well, you 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 were saying like uh, you know sometimes you can get caught up on like writing the perfect scene or writing the perfect page or whatever. Oh, right. Like like do do you have like one one thing that you always go back to in terms of? You know, how do you get keep moving forward? Well, you, you set specific goals. Like, you don't sit down to do... I mean, for me as a writer, I don't sit down to write something unless I have a goal, unless I'm... The goal of, the, of today is define an inherent conflict between character A and character B. And so I sit down and that's what I do. And that's what moves it forward. And the way you avoid overthinking it and getting, you know, kind of steamrolled by the entire process and is just doing one thing at a time. And not getting overwhelmed because I'm I'm writing a novel right now and the immensity of it is incredibly overwhelming and what I have to do every time I sit down is just kind of attack it piece by piece and approach it from as many different angles as it takes. But as long as I'm sitting down every single day and working on it, and when I do sit down, have something specific that I'm addressing, I can normally I can normally move forward. It's when I don't sit down with uh, an objective. That is when I don't. Is when I sit down and I get frustrated and I and I decide not to be a writer anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think also like um, you know, it's if you're writing a novel, and obviously I've never done that before, but it's I'm going to draw yeah. some parallels to it. But like when you're sculpting something, you know, you throw that big first block of like clay down onto the table, and you're like okay, like, what the F am I going to do? So that, like, outlining process is sort of like, okay, I've got the block, I've got a rough idea of what I need to do, and then you just have to start breaking it down into the smaller tasks like you were just talking about. Like, each day I'm going to I'm going to achieve this, and I'm not going to get caught up in the 15 steps that I need to do past that. I'm just going to achieve this one because I know when I achieve that one, it's going to inform the next the next decision that's exactly right. achieve that you know and then you just literally you know 
er, I think every field has, you know, a way to describe this. If you're a CrossFit person, you're going to chip away at it. Um, my wife, uh, had a coworker that loved to say, it's like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, just, you just keep kind of taking those little steps at it. And, you know, like, so I'm going to bring it back full circle to my anxiety the other day, you know, getting ready for the season. It's like, okay, I just need to do, I just need to do something. I know what I have to do to kind of get things rolling, but I just need to do one of these things. So I, I take, I just got it today after this, I'm going to go and I'm going to put some wax on my skis and I'm going to put my skis away. So that's my first thing to get done. And then it'll start rolling itself through. Yeah. Well, my challenge in in, in addition to that, the, my additional challenge is not only doing, you know, you talk about one bite at a time, there's a, there can be kind of the wrong bites that kind of uh, like you can take too big a bite or something, or there are bad habits. Like the, the goal isn't to just write something every day. There are, there are things that you can do as a writer that are, kind of wrong where you're writing yourself into brick walls and so sure. a lot of it is you know a little bit of nuance and when you're taking these little bites each time you're doing it that allows for something to happen later you're always doing something to help move it forward and give you something to work from later but I found that there's so much that you can write and do in telling a story if you're not doing it right that can just even if you're working on it every day, they're not moving the story forward. So it's well, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. That's it's, all. The uh, it's you know doing it well versus, um, but again, so like you don't want to get hung up in that either, right? I mean, because you could definitely paralyze yourself with that. Oh, it's, absolutely. I think, you know, am I am I going to create the perfect conflict today? No, you may not be. You know, may not be creating the perfect conflict. But again, if you've got your overall arcing idea and your outline right. the fundamental you know what stuff. that the fundamental stuff and if, if you've done that right you know you should you should be okay i agree I guess, with that 100 you know the first time you wrote a story i mean you didn't know what you were probably didn't know what you were doing you i know, wrote a like, sequel to ferris bueller's day off oh we need to get that made with my brother chris <laughs> we need to get that made did no we write that knows. together or did you did you write no, that is mostly? it bad is it is it bad? Like you look back at it now, and you're like. I oh, mean, that's it's, bad. I wrote it in like 1998 or 97. It's really bad. Oh, it's I think really it's before way. that. We would not dishonor John Hughes's memory with that. Never. Well, we love you it. You want to brush it? You want to brush it off and like re- revamp it? Never. But we could still get never. never. You just well, you know, uh, I would never insult funny. John Hughes by, by doing. That. <laughs> what's funny about that? Because the story that that you created is similar to the movie that he was in. Uh, it's called Election, right? With Reese Witherspoon. Well, where he's where he's it, a teacher later in life. Principal of the school. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, putting him in a school setting is, I think, where the the comparison ends there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Our our story so, was um, uh, Ferris Bueller was a teacher, and the idea was, you know, you wanted to have him take a day off, so he arranges a field trip. But what he tells the school is he tells them uh, that he's taking them to someplace educational, someplace boring, something lame. But once they get on the bus and go, he hijacks the field trip and they go to various fun, cool places. So it's all about kind of teaching a new class of students who don't know how to have a good time. And we're taking sure. uh, things seriously in the wrong way. And, yeah. You know, there was a great movie I saw uh, a couple times. I've watched it two or three times now called Book Smart which kind of actually tackles that question really nicely. 
because it's about these two high school those graduating. Two girls? Yeah, those two girls who were graduating movie. high school. And the whole idea is that they sacrificed having a good time so that they could get into good colleges. But then they find out that all of the cool kids who like just had fun and partied over high school also got into good colleges. Good they didn't college. realize that you could do both, essentially. Yeah. So they used the one night at the end of the school year to kind of cut loose and have fun. It was a really good movie. I was, uh, I was really surprised. I've seen it a couple times now. Are you, uh, I know that you were working on kind of a, a writer's class to help people like hone in on their writing or write a script or something to that effect. I started going Are to, you, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I started going to a, a writer's group here in Phoenix where they pretty much just sit around and share script pages and they talk notes and, um, and so yeah, I've been I've been going to a few of those. It's like once or twice a month. Well, I thought I thought you you were actually developing your own like program where you're teaching people how to write. Right, I'm putting together uh, kind of a curriculum as I'm as I'm writing this book. I'm keeping a collection of all my um, tutorials. We talked about the fundamentals. I have a uh, I have several exercises that are kind of keyed in on asking yourself the most important story questions up front so that everything you do down the road is informed by that. So, yeah, I'm, by the time I finish the book, I'll have the curriculum lined up right with it and I'll be able to actually teach. I have uh, I have several writers that I work with and kind of share tutorials with just informally. But yeah, Is that, is, is your, your, your class that you're putting together or program, is it specifically for screenwriting or is it for any kind of writing? It's narrative, story, narrative. Oh, so it could be like writing a book or writing a screenplay or anything. I, I think the same rules apply across the board, whether you're writing short story, screenplay, novel, TV show. I mean, okay. there are, some, there yeah, are a lot sure. of specific areas that are get a little more nuanced, but the fundamental questions, like the what are you saying, how are you saying it, stuff that I think I'd shared a couple of these with you too, Chris, uh, talking about... Um, identifying the premise, for example, and defining the premise as something that a character enters into and does not right. until the climax of the movie is a very important question. Right, so right. Stuff like All right, that. cool. Yeah. Well, so the reason I bring... Yeah, so the, oh, whether it's in a screenplay or a short story, the format doesn't really matter. I think I think the fundamentals of storytelling are pretty, pretty broad. They cover a pretty... They cast a pretty wide net. Yeah. Okay, all right. Cool. Well, thank you for being on our our show today. Hey, this was uh, you know what it was. This my was pleasure. a lot of fun. Are you playing Go with Chris. a squeaky toy right now? <laughs> Go, Chris. Do uh, do you want? Did it sound like I had more to say when I said, "You know what? It's been my pleasure." When my voice no, came th- down I, at the end, I thought Aaron was going like to say something. Say more. Yeah, I thought Aaron was going to see some, but uh, so so you 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 said you work with writers and stuff like that. Is that something that you want to promote? If anyone's looking for like help and teaching on writing, uh, no thanks. <laughs> He's like, no, leave me alone. Leave me. Right, I got cool. enough to do. Well, I just wanted to make sure in case you know you want to pick up clients or whatever. Yeah. I All mean, right. if people if if there are people listening who are serious, seriously mentally committed to wanting to learn some new things about writing I'd, I'd happily trade emails and help anybody obviously yeah. if and if you're seriously mentally committed um th- there's probably another line we should have you call 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but if you are, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, get, I get really impatient fast is my problem. So people who aren't insane like I am, and people who don't like for fun just sit around all night and think about story. If you're not that type yeah. of person, chances are we, you know, don't have much to talk about. You got you to gotcha. have a certain level of dedication. I want insanity. I want people who can't, you know, I want to work with people who can't really right. breathe without telling stories. Well, if you're if you're insane and you want to uh, work with Charlie on writing a story, you can uh, email us at overthunkshow at gmail.com and we'll we'll do some some vetting and screening to make sure they're the right kind of insane for you and then we'll we'll pass them along. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That's very important to me. What are you guys doing the rest of the day? We are, uh, uh, I got to do something for work and uh, I don't know, not too much. Well, shit, that sounds, that sounds like really something. Yeah, way to go. Way to have a plan, Chris. Yeah. I need to, well, you know what? I need to read. I need to read some of this book that I'm reading. I'm reading this fascinating book called The Last Word on Power. Is that the name? I think so. Um, and it's, boy, it's fascinating. I need to get some better. I'm just still trying to listen through my 99% invisible podcast that I'm like behind on. So, so you got you got you got your weekend cut out for you. You need another day off. Well, no, no, and I'm, I'm gonna go. I, no, I'm gonna go wax my skis, put some right. wax on them, clean that stuff up, and the 99% stuff will happen during the week while I'm driving. So that'll be fun. Oh good. right, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. It was uh, I think I think Charlie stole the show a little bit, which is is no surprise to me. Um, We're not such a dynamic. What's that? We're not handing out medals here. Oh well, no. You're just a really you're a dynamic uh, personality. So uh, this was That's a nice fun. way to put it. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. Yeah. I, Look, I had a good time. Thank goodness somebody could keep up with me. Seriously? <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. That's just that. No, I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, awesome. guys. Awesome. Well, this has been a production of uh, whatever we are, and uh, we'll, we'll oh, see you next time on the next episode of Overthunk. And until then... Sit, boo-boo, sit. <laughs> <laughs> We're so getting sued. We're so getting sued. <laughs> uh, now I have to find the bleep button again and bleep all out. <laughs> Is that somebody else's production company I just stole? I think so, isn't it? Like, like that was on like PBS off- like 20 years ago. No, it's like it was like on the end of Friends or something like no, that. No, it was like on PBS. It was on. Uh, no, it was on. Uh, it was like uh, after like Sesame Simon Street. and Simon or Remington yeah, Steel. It was some of those shows. Like, yeah totally gonna yeah, but man, it, but oh, i think man. you just said sit boo boo sit i said sit boo boo sit good dog and then i didn't put the rough on the end of it like the okay. and, but right and the actual one is ubu okay not boo boo so we're not infringing on anybody's what space, if we I ended think. a different way what if i go like brain games is now <laughs> over <laughs> yeah sit, uh, this is gonna oh cheers it says this is gonna be sit, cheers Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- this will be our outro episode. Well, multiple multiple outros. Do you remember Brain Games though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that right, the so way they ended that show, the way the guy was like crying about it being over. That was exactly the emotion I was feeling when it was over. That's how much I enjoyed watching Brain Games. Wow. All right, so here, here we go. So Ubu Productions 
uh, Gary David Goldberg. Uh, notable productions are Family Ties, Brooklyn Bridge, Spin City. Oh, I don't oh. remember Brooklyn Bridge. So I probably remember uh, it from watching Family Ties or something like that. Yeah, so Sit Ubu, Sit Good Dog. Roof. Roof. That was a great show, Family Ties. I wonder if that's on like Hulu or something. Everything oh. is everywhere now. Everything is everywhere. Uh, Get so over uh, it. Should should we do our uh, our official outro? Well, don't you have that recorded? Oh, you just want me to use the recording? You can do it live, that's, acapella. That's, that's why we did it. Do oh, acapella. right, right. I've right. never heard was, of it. I, I, I'm not going to lie, though. I started panicking and figured you were going to make me try to do it live, and I was like, where are my notes from that? Is it a rap or something? No. We, we just say something like... Uh, uh, Remember, we are not doctors. Remember, we are not doctors. I'm Aaron Kulik. And I'm Chris Baker. Thanks for listening to Overthunk. You can reach us at overthunkshow at gmail.com. And remember, don't overthink it. Right. Remember, we're not doctors. Yeah, we're not doctors. So if you actually need mental health, you you should talk to a professional. Do people forget that a lot? Better to overthink than underthunk. Right. That's right. right. I mean, come on. We're very on brand. What, what, yeah. what do you expect? Love it. No. All right. Well, uh, you're going over to mom's? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, tell her hello. Yeah, tell her I said hi. I'm not going yeah, to. Tell her I'll her just say hello. hi for me and that'll be it. I'll be too busy to say hi for everyone else. It just sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, until our next episode, you know, yeah, have you. a great one out it. there. Stay healthy, be well, Good and to see you uh, again, Aaron. don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Preston. Goodbye.